One, Grandfather, I am not as I once was. They have done this to me, broken me open and torn out my heart. I do not know who I am anymore. I must try to remember. My people tell stories of the night I was born. They say my mother crossed her legs in the middle of labor and fought with all her strength not to release me into the world. I was born anyhow, of course. Nature cannot be denied. Yet it doesn't surprise me that she tried. My mother was an heiress of the Aramary. There was a ball for the lesser nobility, the sort of thing that happens once a decade as a backhanded sop to their self-esteem. My father dared ask my mother to dance. She deigned to consent. I have often wondered what he said and did that night to make her fall in love with him so powerfully, for she eventually abdicated her position to be with him. It is the stuff of great tales, yes? Very romantic. In the tales, such a couple lives happily ever after. The tales do not say what happens when the most powerful family in the world is offended in the process. But I forget myself. Who was I again? Ah, yes. My name is Yena. In my people's way, I am Yena Daoshe Kaneth, Taiwur Somem Kanadare, which means that I am the daughter of Kaneth and that my tribe within the Dare people is called Somem. Tribes mean little to us these days, though before the gods' war, they were more important. I am 19 years old. I also am, or was, the chieftain of my people, called Inu. In the Aramari way, which is the way of the Amun race from whom they originated, I am the Baroness Yena Dar. One month after my mother died, I received a message from my grandfather, Descartes Aramari, inviting me to visit the family seat. Because one does not refuse an invitation from the Aramari, I set forth. It took the better part of three months to travel from the high north continent to Simon, across the repentant sea. Despite Dar's relative poverty, I traveled in style the whole way, first by palanquin and ocean vessel, and finally by chauffeured horse coach. This was not my choice. The Dare Warriors Council, which rather desperately hoped that I might restore us to the Aramari's good graces, thought that this extravagance would help. It is well known that Amun respect displays of wealth. Thus arrayed, I arrived at my destination on the cusp of the winter solstice. And as the driver stopped the coach on a hill outside the city, ostensibly to water the horses, but more likely because he was a local and liked to watch foreigners gawk, I got my first glimpse of the hundred thousand kingdom's heart. There is a rose that is famous in High North. This is not a digression. It is called the altar skirt rose. Not only do its petals unfold in a radiance of pearled white, but frequently it grows an incomplete secondary flower about the base of its stem. In its most prized form, the altar skirt grows a layer of overlarge petals that drape the ground. The two bloom in tandem, seed-bearing head and skirt, glory above and below. This was the city called Sky, on the ground, sprawling over a small mountain or an oversized hill. A circle of high walls, mounting tiers of buildings, all resplendent in white, per Aramary decree. Above the city, smaller, but brighter, the pearl of its tears occasionally obscured by scuds of cloud, was the palace, also called Sky, and perhaps more deserving of the name. I knew the column was there, the impossibly thin column that supported such a massive structure, 
but from that distance I couldn't see it. Palace floated above the city, linked in spirit, both so unearthly in their beauty that I held my breath at the sight. The altar skirt rose is priceless because of the difficulty of producing it. The most famous lines are heavily inbred. It originated as a deformity that some savvy breeder deemed useful. The primary flower scent, sweet to us, is apparently repugnant to insects. These roses must be pollinated by hand. The secondary flower saps nutrients crucial for the plant's fertility. Seeds are rare, and for every one that grows into a perfect altar skirt, ten others become plants that must be destroyed for their hideousness. At the gates of Sky, the palace, I was turned away, though not for the reasons I had expected. My grandfather was not present, it seemed. He had left instructions in the event of my arrival. Sky is the Aramary's home. Business is never done there. This is because, officially, they do not rule the world. The nobles' consortium does. With the benevolent assistance of the Order of Etempus, the consortium meets in the salon, a huge stately building, white-walled, of course, that sits among a cluster of official buildings at the foot of the palace. It is very impressive, and would be more so if it did not sit squarely in Skye's elegant shadow.